What's up, world? Mojox boys are coming back at you, quarantine style, sort of. We got uh, kind of, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Bubba's not joining us. He's got some COVID issues, not necessarily personally, but then uh, Brent's just being, um, he's trying to be cautious. And me and Asbury are not. <laughs> we're six feet away. Plain yeah, we're six feet away, sort of. Well, in Asbury's mind, we're like 10 feet away, hey. the way he measures. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we just had old Doug Nestor in on, on the show, man, and just, you know, decided we need to do... We need to do a show because we've been doing all these interviews and our listeners have been saying, our three listeners said, listen, <laughs> we need a show. So uh, we haven't really talked to, talked about our recruiting class. Technically, Doug is uh, part, of, a part of that. Yeah. Maybe, and then maybe the biggest part of it. He's literally the biggest literally part. The well, biggest. I don't know. Is he bigger than Wyatt? That's a good question. Well, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I would say he weighs more. I guarantee yeah. it because I've seen some videos of him. That is a big boy. Yeah. Let me let me tell you the first thing that jumps out at me on the interview is he didn't really hold punches back when he talked about why he's were transferring. I figured it was hey friends or whatever, and basically he said, you know, there was lack of communication with uh, his position and things like that, and he just kind of got tired of it and yep. decided to move on. Obviously, he had well, it's obviously a dumpster fire there. Oh yeah, I mean, how many guys have left from yeah. Virginia Tech? There's been a lot of transfers out. Yep. I mean, obviously, I hate Tech. They're they're probably my most hated um, team. Uh, so I I wasn't going to say anything bad, but um, you know, Doug, not that he badmouthed him terribly, but just kind of made it known that that's why he was leaving. But yeah, I mean, you see all these transfers, it's it's unbelievable. And yeah. you know, if you you look at their line, they are they have a stud line that which typically means you have a pretty decent season. They have one of their worst seasons uh, in recent memory. I mean, I guess they. I mean, they, they could have went to a bowl because of the season, but technically they weren't the six-win bowl-eligible team. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that streak yeah, would have been broken. They opted out for the first time in forever. Yeah, so that streak would have been broken. So I can't say that, uh, I, you know, I hate that for them. <laughs> they have eight guys Thanks. in the portal right now. Wow. Well, I mean, a couple of them already transferred. I still think Beamer pulls a uh, Snyder and comes out of retirement because this guy's running and running his program into the ground. Because <laughs> if you remember Bill Snyder at Kansas State, he retired for like two or three years and came back because the guy they hired sucked for that. Except that um, Beamer, this was who he wanted, right? Yeah. Well. Well, I guess his son. No, he really I don't wanted know. His son. He came from Memphis. Yeah, he wanted his son. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> but, and that's when his son went to Oklahoma. Now his son is the. South Carolina. Yep. Yeah, we gonna... haven't had an episode since literally Neil Brown was rumored to take every opening that was that came up. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had yeah. one in a while. I know a full episode. I mean, basically, what we can say about that is, at least we think his name kept popping up, you know, in message boards, you know, at some websites. I don't know if there's much credibility. Clearly, he did not and was not going to interview at Auburn. But during that, even we talked about it on Twitter, like. You know, you can't sell trust to climb if, if you're interviewing for jobs. But, I mean, he right. was tubing at Wisp with his team the, the day he was supposed to be interviewing, one of the days he's supposed to be interviewing. But clearly, he was not interviewing. Yeah, for he was job. never interviewing for that job. Yeah. Which is uh, – And he told Shane Lyons that he the first person that said, I'm happy, my wife's happy, my kids are happy. Yeah. He's staying, and I'm trusting the climb. Did you see our recruiting class? Our recruiting class is 
is really, really good. I mean, technically, it's the, you know, by the rankings, it's the best one we've ever had, which, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They didn't use to keep rankings. I don't know if it would have still, if it would be the best one ever, but it's definitely way up. And of course, with Nestor now in it, holy cow. Well, I was, cause I was looking at that. Nestor, uh, we're talking about getting him, what he's got two years starting experience. Yeah. Out of high school, he was a 95. Jeez. So, and he's got three, he can play three years, correct? Yes. Te- technically, he has four years to play three. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Because he's got three years. Yeah, he's got three years of eligibility left. So, yeah. And we expect him to start day one. Day one. Fraser is going to start. We don't, we don't know. It's speculation whether Wyatt will start. I mean, I know Fraser just did it, but man, it's hard to start as a true freshman. But who knows? Maybe he will. So, we'll see. Yeah, we've. And, uh, uh, would Fraser have even gotten a chance? If those guys wouldn't have gotten in trouble, isn't that why he started that first game? And he pretty much didn't well, look back from there. He pretty much he, played every game. He was going to play. I mean, they made it really clear that he was going to play a lot, anyways. Yeah. yeah. But he got the chance to start and 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 never looked back from starting. But he was going to play a ton. Yeah, true. And he and he was pretty daggone good. Yeah. I mean, he's our starting center next year. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'm already back on looking at next year football because I'm over. I'm over other sports. <laughs> he no, won't, man, he won't even say it. it. Yep. Get oh, over gosh. It. So I'm already excited about next year in football. And we just, Prince, we overhyped the basketball team. This is not the most talented roster ever. Okay. They still you just got, need to bring it back in. They still got a chance. Javon to Carter, really sophomore and junior year are better than this team. Just so you guys know, I'm sure you do know this, but Huggins said again yesterday it was his most talented roster. Since the Final Four team, so well we might have overhyped him, but yeah, okay. I know. Well, and now Cottrell, no, Cottrell's I, hurt. I would say that it probably is their most talented roster. It might not be the bet. JC's team was probably better, but we still got a lot of this year to go. But uh, yeah, but we that's, still got a it chance. was embarrassing, boys. You lost to number one and number three. No, you were in the game against Gonzaga and should have beat them. Yes, and you were leading in halftime against Kansas, and they. Hit every three they shot. Well, but you know, it's you can't keep saying they hit every three. We have to get out there and guard. Well, well, and from what not, he said in the post game, they were not a good three point shooting team coming they, in. They were not, and the plan was is to put our heels on the three point line and make them shoot over top of us. Well, they weren't missing at all, and we kept with that same game plan. I thought for sure we would try to press them because they don't have a true point guard. I mean, yeah, Marcus they, Garrett was a four last year. They don't have a good point guard, but they passed the ball so well, even without a point guard. Yeah, it was, it was not good. That second half was not good. But your boy McNeil, he he was starting to play good for a little while now. Well, you see what happens there, when he has so. a big game. You see what the score of the game is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's that is true. let's go back to football because. Um, we we love talking recruiting and we just we haven't really we didn't have an we were gonna have an episode about recruiting. We've had a lot of the recruits on. Uh Caden Prather, uh we had Andrew Wilson Lamp, a bunch of coaches on. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to get Goose Crowder on. He's messaged us. We're hopefully get him on. So let's talk a little recruiting. I guess this is where Asbury this is your time to shine or, or fail. So probably fail, but yeah. let's I'll, talk about it. I'll make it pretend like I, I'm shining. <laughs> Oh, I mean, what can you say about this class other than it was, it's, uh, I mean, you have to continue to trust the climb. I mean, uh, this is, uh, you know, Neil Brown came in, his first recruiting class really wasn't his class. He salvaged it, kept everybody, 
It was a good class, but it wasn't his. Last year, his first you know class, he did really well. Um, you know, on actually, you know, our best if per star rating since they started starting that uh, tracking that, it was our best class. This year, it's more than a point higher. So much better. The, the class is amazing. And I, and I hate to say it, I think the class would have been even better if not for COVID. I think I think it actually yeah. it very much hurt the class. Uh, didn't get to have the, the guys come on campus that he really wanted to. I think we probably closed a couple more big-name guys that really would have even pushed this class higher if they could have got them on campus. Um, never did. But even then, still got – one of the best halls you've ever uh, we've ever had. We come in with a four star slot right on the border of a five star offensive lineman, depending on how you look, wh- which rating service you look at. Him. Right. Two really good running backs. One's a four star, one's three star. Although the three star is right on the border of a four star. Yeah. And and a lot of them call have been calling have him calling, four star. Yeah, calling yeah. him a four star. You got uh, Prather, who um, I've heard many people talk that he is the most talented wide receiver that they've seen come through a um, junior day and yeah. participate in, in, at the junior day at WVU since they've ever been covering WVU. Um, he looks like – Well, his offer list kind of shows that too. Exactly. I mean, he could have yeah. went anywhere he wanted to go. And he, you know, he plays in some pretty good ball. And if you watch his highlights, he looks like a high schooler playing against middle schoolers. Yeah, and the good thing, the really cool thing about his, he didn't have a senior season and was still get, getting offers. Yes. He literally wasn't big, doing anything but sitting at home and getting offers. Big-time offers. <laughs> yeah, Texas was the, you know, yes. was the latest one. And they apparently, according to a couple of the recruiting people, they didn't just make an offer. They made a huge push for him. Oh, yeah. Um, again, maybe in that instance, COVID helped a little bit, although when we talked to him, he, he was pretty much dead set. Don't come to W. I think Penn State was still still there. Yep. Obviously, probably would have went to Penn State. Um, had what's his name not come down? Parker. Parker. Yeah. Um, couple. I want to. So it seems like in years past. I mean, you talk about like a four star across, like a four star across the board. I mean, that's you know, obviously a five star is unbelievable, especially for West Virginia. Four star is really, really top notch. We've kind of made a living off three stars. We've had we've had four star running backs, you know, come and go. And I mean, is that sort of the position you guys think that is overrated? Just because it is, I mean, a running back position that gets a lot of hype and everything. I mean, it just seems like, I mean, Thomas Williams was a think, four star, and he never. I don't did he? Yeah, he got like two carries or something. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think it can. He ends up going to North Carolina State and quitting. I think. I yeah, don't he never think played. He yeah. His yeah. Career. yeah. I think it can be. I think it's probably one of the harder positions to evaluate overall because of talent level they play against, uh, you know, line that they have versus don't have, different things like that. Um, what's asked of them at the college level is so much harder to do than what's asked of them at the high school level when it comes to just knowing the schemes and blocking and route running and catching and everything you do, especially the blocking. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot harder, and I think a lot of them don't understand that and never grasp it. Yeah, it's just, you know, it just seems like 
I mean, for West Virginia to get, you know, essentially two four-star running backs, I mean, and, technically and, Letty is still there. Yeah, and the three-star might be the better back. Yeah. I mean, it, they're, they're that close. Right. I mean, is was, Johnson or Anderson the three-star, according John, to the – Anderson's the four-star. Johnson's the three-star. And here's yeah. the crazy and thing. I think it's just – So you got – I mean, when we're, we're purely speculating here, but technically Letty is, is back. We'll see. You've got a couple – I mean, Sinkfield, you've got a couple guys that are technically back. Yeah. Um, and obviously ran the ball really well this year, mostly Letty. And then you and then you signed two essentially four stars. I remember when they both committed, we all said, well, we're obviously not getting both those guys. We got 15 running backs. <laughs> Why would you have if you had all these offers? It still doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, unless they uh, unless they and the coaches know the ladies going to try for the NFL draft and, you know, they've got basically Sinkfield, some other dudes, and they just think they're going to roll right in there and play. I also thought there was a rumor we were in the running for a running back transfer, maybe from Florida. Uh, or something. I'll have to look at that again. I thought that was a rumor. There, it was, and I think that was based on the fact that um, running back would be a position to that they will evaluate in the transfer market if Letty were to leave. Hmm. I mean, well, again, though, why do you need it if we got all these other two? Well, but you, yeah, you got five, and but you basically, if if you lose Letty, you have five, but you really only have one that's ever really carried the ball in college. Yeah, that's true. They Same are field. young. I mean, one of them. Of eight, uh, was it uh, Sparrow? Yeah. He played one year running back in high school. <laughs> That's I true. mean, you know, we don't have a lot of, uh, we have some, we have bodies, but I'm not sure we have any proven depth yet. Yeah. And I think that position will be, I mean, our line is going to be better again. Uh, and then I think our running backs will be fine. I'm just, Prather can come in and provide a little bit of a spark for the wide receiver core because you just, we don't have that big play ability i don't feel like you know what i mean i feel like we're just a possession type passing game where we really weren't able to stretch the field a lot this year yeah and i think a lot of that fell Winston on Wright had games. that one big one against oklahoma state other than that i mean a yeah, lot but, of drop passes. but it's still that's not really that's not a you know what do you call it you just basically streak the field you know fly route or whatever. yeah he just ran a slant yeah that's and that's really his game a lot of yeah. really all of our receivers, that's sort of their game. Yeah, a lot um, of that fell on, I think, on, it really thought Sam James to be somebody who could stretch the field, which did not work this year. No, I called that. Sophomore slump, he's going to come back next year, okay? All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bryce yeah. you know, Wheaton at times was able to stretch yeah. the field. But he, he also got to catch the ball. But also at times <laughs> he just didn't make plays. I mean, yeah. he had chances and just didn't make the play. He was able to take the top off at times. I mean, uh, he's one of those – personally think sneaky fast he doesn't look like he's running fast next thing you know he's behind a guy because yeah. he's so long and true long strider but one thing so back to the recruits um we've talked about and i know we had andrew on the show uh, andrew wilson lamp we had his coach on the show we kind of got wrapped in the following masculine so i don't want to sound too biased but when his coach says the things like he's a first day draft pick and and you look at the people that nate moore has coached that's Nate, right? Brent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just coach like this year. I mean, he's you see his team this year, but throughout the years, I mean, he has guys that are in the NFL right now. So unless he just loves the dude and says, hey, I want to pump him up more, which he has no reason to do that because he's already got plenty of offers, I, I got to think that he's underrated at a three. The real deal. 
He's a real deal. Yeah. You know, he played – he can play receiver, but he's going to play cornerback for us. And uh, and he's – I mean, he looks fairly skinny, but I think he's could, could definitely play some, you know, at least for the, the four-game redshirt rule or whatever. Uh, I think he'll be – could potentially be the – I don't want to say sleeper of the class because he's fairly highly rated, but yeah. he could definitely be a big impact. I, I do think he's probably a little bit underrated in his ratings just because – Everybody has him still rated as a wide receiver. He was never yeah. really evaluated as a defensive back. Which stunk, stunk for him because he had a four- or five-star wide receiver getting the ball, the guy that went to Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, so across the field you're getting, and if you watch their games, and they had a first-team um, all-Ohio running back as a sophomore that kind of came out of, well, nowhere unless you were in the program. So he took a lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think he could be something special. But back to the ratings, and this is where, and I, I I'm guilty of it too. You know, you look and you think, well, it's the same old teams at the top or whatever. But it's it also goes by the number you have, correct? Like the number of players or yeah, recruits. The, the way the the national rankings work is they take your, um, you know, kind of your per star, your star rating per player, and they factor it out over a whole class. And so if you if you sign twenty five players. Well, you're going to have a higher rating than a team like us, who only signed 16, still has some spots left. Right. So, but if you so right now on, uh, I'll use 247 because that's what I always look at. We're 38th in the country, but I think last time I looked, I had to go back and double check. Last time I looked, if you did it just on the per star rating, mm-hmm. uh, take out the number in the class, but the the quality of each recruit right. on average, we were like right around 25 which is the real the more which true to me is the real true because yeah, that's your class yeah. i mean that's the number and for example we got nestor in this class right but he doesn't count towards the recruiting rankings yeah but which he was we got almost a five star he almost. was yeah <laughs> i mean he was a 95 five, almost a five star yeah coming out so yeah that's correct yeah so it's i mean i agree you know i get more frustrated than anyone probably but uh it's hard not to get excited when you see their back-to-back recruiting classes you know, he's been killing it in the transfer game, which I, I, he's already alluded to a couple more probably in that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, he said in his interview the other day, and this will tell you where we stand numbers wise. So, because of the COVID, because they, they did classes the way they did and they didn't get nobody advanced, uh, everybody got the free year redshirt basically. Mm-hmm. Next year, they're going to allow for one year, every team gets to have that, that half of 85 bumped up by the number of seniors they had for one year and then it's got to go back down right well he's talking the other day and this is how low we were in in, in uh scholarships when he got Cause dana sucks because he's dana <laughs> sucks yes you know it's funny because uh, oh, wait a minute he's had back-to-back stellar years at houston hasn't he yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what they go three and five lost the bowl game yep i think i don't think his recruiting class has even been in the top six they're, they're right around a hundred the they're right around a hundred in the country that's good yeah but uh so uh, Neil said that they plan on signing their full 25 this year, which some teams aren't going to sign a full 25 because they're afraid of next year when the 85 drops back down to 85. Yeah. We're going to fi- sign a full 25 this year and sign a full 25 next year and still be under the 85. Don't even, yeah, we don't really have to worry about it dropping back down to 85. Hmm. So that's how low we were on scholarships when, when Neil got here. Wow. So we've got two back-to-back really, really good recruiting classes. Um, we you got to also look at 
I think you said yesterday or day before there's what seven, eight seniors with the COVID year that they can come back. And apparently he expects, he said, look for three to four to announce they are actually coming back, That's which is huge. Said. It's really huge. Cause when you look at that list, uh, you know, some of them had already announced some of the seniors aren't scholarship guys. So those aren't really what's being counting. Yeah. Um, when you look at like the six or seven that really need to make a decision, if you get three or four of those to come back, I mean, you're talking players like Jeffrey Puller, who be huge, huge, yeah. and and he he's probably the most exp- now looking at it, he's probably one that's definitely come I, back. I would think so. I, I keep waiting for him to announce because that is a huge, huge get for us if we can get him to come back on this line, yeah, uh, defensive line, and then you got players like uh, you know T.J. Simmons is possibility. We'll see. His his initial tweet was kind of cryptic on whether he was staying or going, and, Which, but he's and that could have changed. Yeah, could have changed then. And I think that him being in the room alone would help. Granted, yes. he had some things he probably shouldn't have done this year, yeah. allegedly. But he's very very good possession receiver. He's has always been sort of a mentor. It seems like really good possession receiver. But if you look at the explosive plays we had this year, he probably made of wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, made, yeah. At yeah. least 50, 60% of the explosive plays. Yeah, true. Because uh, he was able to take some of those and make big plays out of them. Yeah. Yeah, so again, kind of, I mean, you know, you're getting all these guys. You're not You're not losing a ton. Obviously, you know, you are losing a couple studs on defense. Tony Fields. Yep. And, of course, Darius um, Stills, which, you know, uh, he's been making his rounds as first-team All-American. Yeah. He's at, he needs one more for consensus. Yeah, there's still three more. There's there's five main – and there's a whole bunch of them to do All-Americans. Yeah. But there's five main ones that are really looked at. The first two already came out. He was first-team on both of those. Yeah. He's got to get one more of the, of the final three, and he becomes the, our first consensus All-American since 2006. Who's that, Moses? And? Oh, we had two. Slate. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Moses, Moses and Slate. Slate. Yeah. Same year. That's right. Ooh. Haven't had one since. That is crazy. Um um, and then honestly though, I mean, this is crazy to even think about this. We lose, you know, possibly the best defensive lineman in the country and our defensive line next year could be better. It's possible. Just because more parts. A Mesador who's going to be playing a lot more. Yes. I assume Dante will move a little bit more, you know, and plus, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was sick. I mean, he, the rumor was he was sick. He clearly was skinny for a good, yeah. for, and then, I mean, just a casual, you know, armchair quarterback looking. He didn't really get going until toward the end of the year. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but you need to see him pick up a few awards here uh, as far as, you know, all American type teams because of the respect he got. Um, but then the pooler comes back. Yep. I mean, you got a stellar line. You obviously you lose, you lose some backers there. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose a few, but uh, well, you lose Tony. You're going to lose Tonk, but Tonk didn't really play too much. A yeah. little bit here and there. Most everybody else is going to be back in the linebackers. The secondary is pretty much all back. And Second, we haven't yeah. even talked about Taki Smith getting <laughs> uh, all American honors. Yeah. Uh, at least second team, third team, but he couldn't even get first or second team Big 12 because we're all the way here in West Virginia and we get screwed <laughs> over by the boats. Yep. He was the number one pro football focus um, rated, rated safety. safety in the entire country. And was not. I mean, how the hell does that happen? Big Twelve. I mean, that's how. That's just ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. But, um, so you know, 
most of them will, will be back. I guess uh, there's a couple of those seniors. Well, Adai already announced he's coming back. Which is humongous. And yeah. I would assume, based on that three to four that Brown expects to come back, yeah. uh, I would think that Mahone, good chance he might be one of them. Which that be big? Which will be huge. I mean, yeah. really, those were your those were your starters. Yeah. Adai, Taki, and Mahone were your starters the entire year. Right. And now you're talking about adding Scotty Young to it. He becomes eligible. He's going to play in the bowl game. Now, where's he? What's his true position, though? He's going uh, in the bowl game. He's going to play behind Taiki. Okay. But for next year, I would say he'd be it, it, depending on what happens with Mahone and some of them. Uh, he would start. I would. I mean, he was all big, uh, all Pac-12. Yeah. I mean, he's. It's not like he's just a fill-in player. I mean, he's a. He was right. a hell of a player. So. Um, It'll be interesting how they shuffle that around, have more depth. You're going to have a lot, be able to rotate. And to me, I mean, that's the big thing is building that depth. They didn't feel like they had it this year because everybody who was playing behind everybody was basically freshmen, true yeah. freshmen, redshirt freshmen. Now you've got, um, I mean, you might as well bring it up. I mean, it, Kerry Martin says he's coming back. You got him coming back. That's easy, depth. easy, Brent, easy now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, the, our biggest thing is, you know, making sure we have depth at linebacker. Right on the defensive side, if we can get and and, and they already said that uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna look at one to maybe even two transfers if it makes sense yeah. in, in the transfer market at linebacker. You get some depth there. How about Callen? Can he get healthy? Can and he stay play? healthy? Yeah, I mean he was able to. I mean he played the last couple games. It's just crazy when he's on the field. He, I mean, you just immediately notice. Yes, him, but he's barely been on the field. Literally, like he he'll make like two amazing plays in a game, and then he gets hurt for six seven weeks. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. And, and and honestly, I mean, both of them has been pretty freak accidents. Yeah, right. Both on the knee. One was a leg whip. One was just a play at the on the on the sideline. Uh, freak things, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, he can he can get healthy. Well, all right. So let's transition that to uh, to the bowl game. Um, so your boy's heading down tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Brent is heading down. He's one of the oh, few my. people heading back down to Memphis, which we've been many, many times. Get some Gus's chicken while you're down there. Oh, Gus's chicken. Oh, that's good. Um, so initially it was Tennessee, and um, you know we weren't nobody was real excited for because one we just played them. Um, just two years and ago, two years ago, and they had a terrible like terrible three and five. Record, they yeah. were terrible. There's talk about their coach being fired. Their coach, and then they had a couple of transfers. They were already announced, and I, that was kind of weird about that. Is I don't, I don't think, I think some of the players forgot they would get a bowl bid, and yeah. they just announced they were transferring. I don't even know who knows that they would have even played. But hey, can I just say real quick? Can we get their just go ahead and get their coach fired? Maybe Darnell will get in the portal. Yep. Well, yeah, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of that, I mean, we, we might as well talk about it. Um, I mean, it's pure speculation, and a lot of people said, hey, let's get Darnell right, and we'll have an all-West Virginia in-state line of, of actual studs. And so people stalked him, as we do, and he had – let's let's just put it out there. I mean, he had a bunch of likes of nothing major, but a lot like Neil Brown likes, a lot of West Virginia W-type stuff. He a lot liked. of them, like – really fast really fast and then as soon as it got out that he had all those they were gone so he took them off he there. Went and unliked them all apparently he went and unliked him and then yesterday or the day before he had a couple interesting like hmm tweets like literally that's what he hmm. what he put so there's something there i think to be honest with you i mean again it's like virginia tech it's kind of a dumpster fire at tennessee so everybody's kind of looking 
I mean, good Lord, you get him to come. Holy cow. Uh, but anyways, off Tennessee. And then uh, what's funny is everyone, all everyone in America was saying Army got screwed. They didn't get a bowl game. And, and they did get screwed. I mean, they I did. know they didn't play anybody, but nine wins. They got screwed. And then uh, Barstool president puts it out there. Anybody with the – you say balls or guts, I think. I don't remember. To play um, uh, Army, balls. I'll uh, – he said he would sponsor the game. Yeah, he was personally sponsored the game. Yep. In the tweet of the century, Neil Brown says, <laughs> no need. We're playing them, you know, whatever. And so uh, now we got Army. The crazy thing about this he is – He said make your donation to so West you Virginia football. Just make yeah, your donation yeah, to yeah football. we'll see about that. Which that guy actually does love W. It's pretty uh, – he has been there a couple times. He yeah. said that. Um, but the spread against Tennessee was like three and a half to four and a half. And then who was a three and five team. And uh, granted, they play in the SEC. Army, the opponent comes out and it's a uh, seven to eight. So, um, you know, I personally think that we roll them. I know that's crazy, but you know they really—they really, only run the option. I know it's hard to stop, but our defense is really, really good, and it may be a you know low-scoring game. But I, I just think because the weather's going to suck. I've checked that yeah. where I'm going. I'm talking like an inch of rain on Thursday. Yep. Yeah, and and cold and feels way colder because of that rain and wind right. and it's you know 10 to 17 mile an hour winds is nothing to joke about when it's rainy and nasty and cold so have, i'll have fun down there yeah, yeah have, have fun, fun there. <laughs> <laughs> i think we roll them and i think um i think we win by several touchdowns maybe maybe even three um and the only reason i don't I go more than 21 that, to 24 points i am too and the only reason i don't go wacko here with the score is because I do think it'll be low scoring. Um, so I, I'm really thinking like, like a 24 to 27 to like seven to 10 or something type score. Yeah. And army's defense. Yeah. And army's defense has good stats because their uh, offense keeps the ball so much. Yeah. They're you like, know, they're first just playing or, keep away. And yeah, they're like first or second in like three or four major categories in the country. But again, it's because, I mean, there was a there was a game they played this year where the offense had the ball for almost thirteen straight minutes. They almost took had it for the entire third quarter of a game. <laughs> and our our defense is that good with an offense that at times was pitiful. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. It was it wasn't terrible all, all the times, but our defense was almost always stout. That's why I just think it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a route. Um Plus, I think our boys are much more excited to play Army because everybody wanted to, you know, yeah. them to be out there. I think it'll, you know, it you know, that was the talk about how they got screwed over, and you know, we were like, yeah, we'll play. And we got to be real. I know it's just one game, um, but they they had their schedules horrible, horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they much, did, how they many did get Cincinnati beat them? Twenty-four to ten. Twenty-four to ten. But they're—that's so I think it'll be a similar score. But their their only touchdown that game was uh, either special teams or defensive score. They didn't score an offensive touchdown that game. Army didn't. So, yeah. I mean, here's my thing: if let's say you know the the option's tough, I actually and by the way, I'd love watching the option. Oh, I, yeah. I wish the option would come back full force. I used to love the Nebraska teams of the, of the '80s and '90s <laughs> because it's in college. It's so hard to stop when you got the. Uh, like Nebraska always had all the linemen that got drafted. Oh yeah, but none of their quarterbacks, and then a lot of their wide their uh, running backs yeah. got drafted. Um, but I think that uh, I mean, even if they bust a long one, you know, we we have the speed to kind of chase them down. 
So I, yeah. I think we're somewhat okay there. Uh, you know, and again, they may control a little bit here and there, but I just, I, I don't think we have a lot of trouble. I just, yeah. you want to, what about you, Asbury? I, I, again, I, I think it's going to be low scoring. I was, you know, kind of joking the other day about taking the under just because of the weather and uh, our defense and our offense <laughs> and just the way they hold the ball. I think they held so – they played a team this this year where that team only got like less than 45 snaps in the entire game. Um, <laughs> so that worries me. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'll say like 20 to 10. Okay, it's not um, bad. I do think we win. Um it could be 17-10 or 17-7, something like that, but I'll, I'll give us the extra. I'm going 31-3. Wow. Hey, hey, 31 hey, hey. 31-3. He's pumped. He's going to the game. He's all pumped. 31. Yep. Of, uh, so he wasn't even – Azra wasn't even writing these down until you said that. Yeah, He's like, I've got to have this one. <laughs> <laughs> so 31-3. I'll go – if we're doing official scores, um, we'll have to text Bubba and get his. I'm going to go – uh, twenty-seven to nine. Wow, twenty-seven nine. I'm my officials twenty. Is that three 10. field goals, or are you going safety with a touchdown there? I just don't or? know. I just weird things happen, and it's bad weather. I figured <laughs> I might miss an extra point, so just never knew. <laughs> they just played a bad weather game. I think they barely scored against Navy. What was the final of that one? Like seven to nothing. Oh no, that I think it was. Like 12, I think they scored a couple of field goals. Man, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but. it was a lot. I mean, I'm looking. So before we, uh, as was going to make a prediction here, but y'all want to do a, uh, we, we should have another podcast beforehand, but y'all want to go ahead and predict the college football playoff and the winner? 10 to 7. Oh, yeah. It's going to be uh, Ohio State and Alabama, and Alabama will stink that A, baby. <laughs> well, I think. I just think I they're disagree. that good. You know they're saying Devontae Smith is going to get the Heisman as a wide receiver. That's ridiculous. He Come won on. the AP Player of the Year today. That's ridiculous. They, they, they're it is just, ridiculous because it's Alabama. Yeah. But, no, I think Clemson um, – so Clemson plays a high state, correct? Yes. Now, I really yeah. think they could yeah. go either way, but I think Clemson takes that. Um, I, I do think Alabama wins, but I would not be surprised. One iota, and I've already – I actually bet on all of them, like beforehand, before they got in the playoffs, so I'm good. <laughs> Um, literally all, all four teams I've got in there, the, even Notre Dame, which we don't, we didn't get into the fact that I don't even think they should have made it, but, no. um, uh, but I think Alabama, oh, I think Alabama beats them by five touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I think, Al, I think Alabama will absolutely run Notre Dame into the ground. It'll be bad. Yep. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I mean, they make up rules. It's just the bottom line. The rules get made up. I mean, you've got, I mean, you use us for an example. There are no rules. There are, well, there, there's not. They but they used they to be, if you lost early, you could overcome it because people like Ohio yeah. State and those teams that they wanted. And, and, and they're good teams, but they wanted also wanted them in there because of the ratings and stuff. And then you, uh, you, you lose late, you can't overcome it. Why about when you lose and get killed by the team in the playoff? Yeah. Does that not? Right. I mean, I yeah. don't I don't get that. And well, then, they always change it because, like I said, you could, you, you, could, you could lose early, but you couldn't lose late. And then... You had to have the thirteenth data point to keep TCU out that one year, right? Exactly. And, and now it's who all, was in it, who was actually in the in top it, four, yeah. And they bounced, and they out. bounced them out 
for no reason. Right. Um, now it's, oh, well, you don't need to have all that. We can just, you know, the eyeball test shows that they're better. Right. Uh, you know, which, you know, that's interesting when you got the little uh, Dabo putting Ohio State at 11. Yeah. And they've been talking all week. So that'll be I saw what he said comes out. today or yesterday and basically said, hey, I got all the respects in the world. They could easily beat us. But they only played five games, and I didn't rank anyone in the top ten who didn't play more than five games. Yeah. And I don't like Dabo, but, I mean, I have to give it to me on that. I yeah. Mean, you just yeah. – you played five games. You you can't – I mean, Ohio State, yes, they're loaded. You don't know if you're going to get upset in a, in a 12-game or 11-game yeah. season. I mean, that happens every year. All the time. I just – I me personally, now, a lot of people was on the whole Cincinnati thing and all that. I was more that – I thought A&M should have been in simply because, you know, their only loss was Alabama, and everybody – they were saying, well, they got killed. Well, it was like the second game of the year. Yeah. So you got to say they at yeah. least improved – and. And yeah, and again, you said Notre Dame had just got, had just got, got killed yeah. by Clemson, right? But and, one and barely beat Clemson earlier in the year, and Clemson didn't have yeah half Lawrence their team. and half their team. Yeah, <laughs> my thing with A and M was I don't think um, they could justify jumping them to third, and they did not want a rematch of them in Alabama because yeah. of ratings, and so they it's they left all them about money. Oh yeah, TV and everything. I mean, yeah. we have a the bottom line is you know W. It's it's and, and teams similar to W are always going to have an extremely difficult time making that college football playoff without without going undefeated. And our luck is we go undefeated and you know still not make it. But I, I mean, Ohio State getting in with five five freaking games. And how about them? So talk about making the rules up. <laughs> Literally making the rules yeah, up for they Ohio just kept State. Changing it every week. Yeah. Which you know Big Twelve Big Ten wasn't going to have a season. Ohio State, Justin Fields, they changed that. I mean, yep. clearly it was all Ohio State. Couldn't then you had in. to well, get in with less than six. And they changed oh, that. We'll change that. Then had to sit out 21 days. Yes, the COVID thing. Oh, oh uh, well, we do 17 yeah. so they can play in the playoffs. Yeah, well, Because they wouldn't have been able to play. Yeah, we're good on that. Don't worry about that. Yep. <laughs> the playoff needs to be expanded. I mean, it's not – it's, it's not, the same four or five teams every year. I mean, well, literally this year the only thing that's different – is Oklahoma is out, Notre Dame's in. But I think two years ago, it was the other way. You know what I mean? It's just yep. not, no, I, I, I it's not good that. for college football, I don't think. No. I mean, it's the same Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. That's since, pretty much the five teams that are always right. fighting for yep. the spot. Since we went to this whole four-team playoff that was selected by, quote, quote, a committee, uh, there's been 28 opportunities to make the playoffs. 28 team different teams could have made it one of those spots over the years. There's only been 11 teams make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, I know Oregon, I think once or twice. Yeah, you got Al- Alabama. Washington went once. Washington did? Yeah, but Alabama killed them. Okay. Yeah, so you got, you got Alabama, LSU, Georgia, um, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oregon, Washington, and there's some others that have been one-offs, but and that's and I think, I mean, every comment made by Herb Street and all that, I think it's purely there's always motive behind Clemson, it. Notre Dame, because you know he was real heavy into that last day or so, and the day they picked him, saying, "Hey, I don't think anybody would want to play Oklahoma right now." They figured things out. Yep. Well, that's just he knew they weren't going to make. They're going to make it, so he could say that. And yeah. lo and behold, what happens? They jump him to to uh, six. Yeah. I mean, give me a break, man. It's just like. Every one of those, 
I mean, in our conference, Oklahoma and Texas, if they if they lose one to two games, you know, given everybody else's record, they're going to be in the talk. I mean, when we yeah. played Texas, who was terrible, by the way. I mean, sorry that they were. Those announcers were still talking about how their coaches and and their players were talking about making the playoff. Yep. Which again, yeah. we clearly and they already had them. two losses. At that two point. losses. Yeah. And we we were. I mean, we beat the crap out of them that game. We should have won. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so Oklahoma and, and Texas, and it's this is going to be difficult for West Virginia to really ever make that playoff. I mean, I think a lot of things need changed. What I don't want to see is you have like to go a, undefeated. Yeah, you have to go undefeated. I think they do need a change. I don't. I don't think it just needs expanded. I think if they expand it, they've got to give some of those other teams buys. You can't just put like BYU in at 16 and then they play Alabama. And that's not fun. You you know, you have right. BYU. Those two coastal games, the last two games of the year, best games all year. Oh, yeah. Them all and the BYU. All the Liberty Coastal Carolina game. Yeah. That and the BYU Coastal was, in my opinion, yep. the two best games of the year. You you get matchups like that in the first round. You give like the first four, what, I don't know how many it would be, but you give those teams a buy. Um, and then you see what happens. I mean, it's just you want ratings and money. That's that's there. There you have it. I mean, yeah. I don't. Well, you said like yeah. you, like you're saying you can make it go to twelve. Yeah. And the uh, the first two games are thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and oh, I mean uh, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve play against each other. Right. And then, uh, however that works out. But then you get down to your final eight. Right. So so maybe it's only ten. Yeah, whatever it. it is, but I mean, I saw I saw a bunch on Twitter, a bunch of different people putting it out there, yeah. or whatever. But ten teams would make it. You have six with a bye, four. Uh, you know, seven would play ten, and uh, eight would play nine, and then they'd go on to play the the two other lowest seeds, yeah, or high seeds, and then go from there. Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, it's just uh, you gotta have automatic bid conference championship automatic bids for, you know. At least your your power four, right. five, whatever, and then uh, go from there. So automatic with some some uh, at larges, and then let some people play. I mean, I think the whole thing needs revamped. And we've you sent out night four last or whatever, maybe it was last night about either conference realignments. So you start thinking about that. Last night I couldn't sleep, laying in bed thinking about this, and you you sort of think about those teams that broke off um, the Big East that really started that whole conference yep. realignment thing. Um, and then, you know, some of the teams that weren't wanted, blah, blah. And then you start thinking, you know, we jumped to the Big 12, which, you know, in hindsight, yes, money-wise and all that, I mean, we would have been left out in the cold. But then you go back and look, you know, Rutgers in the Big 10. I take the Big 10 right now. I mean, if I had to rank him, I, I would take – I'm not talking about money. Mm-hmm. The teams I, the teams I want to play the and all that. Yeah. ACC, Big 10, and SEC, and then Big 12, which that's where I would rank them. Yeah. I mean, as far as – I mean, as, Big 12 is fun, but – it doesn't fit. It's, it doesn't it, fit. It's, weird. it's terrible for our fans. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, I mean there's you a had huge bias, it. and I don't. I don't care if these people online. I got called out that one day when we're playing uh, Texas, and it was a guy on Twitter. I forget their name, but it was like it was a Big Twelve thing, and and I I call and I shot him a couple things, and basically because he was bragging about one of the uh, touchdowns that um, you know, watch his face through. I can't think of his name now. Ellinger? Yeah. And I was I was like, you know, how about the holding call? And this, and he was like, oh, here we go. West Virginia fans crying. There isn't a bias to West Virginia. I'm like, yes, there is. I don't <laughs> care what you say. He's like, well, you sound like a crybaby. I'm like, but there is a bias. I mean, we're the outcast. I mean, we clearly are. I mean, you look at scheduling and everything else. Yep. And, I mean, 
I went back and looked at all his Twitter. He's supposed to be covering the Big 12. For every West Virginia tweet, which is very rare to even find, there was a hundred Texas, Oklahoma type tweets. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to be covering the Big 12. Yeah. You're telling me there's no bias and you're doing it yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I just think it's a I just think it's a terrible fit. It's been fun to go to some of these games. According to the ACC, we're going to every one of those games. Just about. Probably all of them. Big Ten, most of them. Yo, they're all on a yeah. weekend trip. Not, I mean, you know, yeah, five days. So <laughs> much easier to get to. Oh. So I, I I just think it all needs revamped. I don't know if it ever will, but that thing you sent was pretty awesome yesterday. It had basically you okay. know would us. that would that division not be great? Oh, it was like us, VT, Pitt, Louisville, BC, Syracuse, Syracuse Virginia, Virginia, and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame. I mean, hello. Like, <laughs> I mean, it would be unbelievable. And I mean, that's the thing. Like when we were in the Big East those last couple of years, luckily the teams were actually pretty good. So because they were kept talking about taking that bid away or whatever, yeah. but you know those those Rutgers kind of you know rose up there and they were pretty good and. Um, a couple of those other teams, but um, Cincinnati, I think. Yeah. But uh, we've got to have something because it just all needs to revamp, I think. It does really badly. I mean, I, the 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 big thing I keep seeing on there is, one, you can scrap conferences or you just have – was that one like a four huge conferences? Is that what the one yeah, you said? It was four 16-team yeah. Yeah. conferences right. with um, two eight. Team divisions yeah. in each conference. So. Which yeah, you, know, you go back. You always heard the reason we didn't get in the ACC was academics. I mean, in a couple of those schools, one that yeah. pushed to keep us out. Give me a freaking. If academics runs any of this stuff, I mean, give me a freaking <laughs> break. Right. They don't run nothing. I mean, nothing, nothing. Yeah. No. If academics ran everything, everybody would have followed Harvard and Yale and not played any sports. Yep. And they did. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> so, anyways, I guess I'll stop ranting. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we need to cover, boys? Uh, hopefully, the basketball team pulls out the uh, road trip they're about to go on this What's weekend. It? Yeah, you can Asbury and have your own podcast on that. That's it's the Oklahoma. Oklahoma. We gotta go. We you gotta at least split. You gotta split. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough ro- uh, road road swing right there. Yep. We'll see how it goes. You I'm sure we'll <laughs> screw up a couple of those. <laughs> I just, my, anybody, my nerves can't take it. Yeah, if anybody not, out there hasn't figured it out yet, Pritt just, uh, he's just given up. He won't even talk about basketball anymore. He's no. done. I just can't. Well, and it's I just not fun for him, him anymore. For the Kansas balls because he, he had a good feeling. He uh, maybe put a little bit on us, and that's why we lost. I, we need him not to watch the game until they're over because he re- can't take it. I rarely have a really good feeling like that, and if I do, it's usually spot on. I just thought that. We were right there with Gonzaga, and I said these boys have something to prove because you know they should have beat Gonzaga. They've always they've been wanting to beat Kansas at Kansas. Granted, no fans, and we just flat out. I mean, I don't want to say we laid down, but you know, just awful, awful, awful in the second half. And basketball to me, I can't. My nerves just can't take it. I mean, I'm just sorry. So y'all can report on that. And I mean, I I hope we win every game, but it's just too too difficult. Listen. <laughs> Here's the thing about the Kansas game. We were sensibly outplayed for the entire game. And if it wouldn't have been for Sean McNeil just go playing out of his mind in the first half, we would have got beat by 40. Because he was like That's seven true. for – What did we get beat by, 30? <laughs> What's Brent saying? He's, you've lost. We're losing you, man. Yeah. Are you moving? You cut oh. out. You cut out. Oh, sorry. Probably, I think I, I probably muted him. He started talking basketball. <laughs> That's what happened. You muted me because I was talking about basketball. I don't know. We'll see. We'll rendezvous back. Uh, I mean, technically, yes, I say we lose six, seven games. 
I, that that showing in that second half just told me we're not who we thought we were. <laughs> no pun intended. We're not who we thought we were. And you know, yes, we could probably make a Sweet Sixteen run, but man, I mean, come on. We've got all these. We should be able to make a Final Four run every other year with Huggins and this roster. And it's just frustrating that the one, the only good thing about that Final Four is I told my wife I had to go because it was once in a lifetime. But I was actually joking about that, but I think it actually is true. Blades <laughs> <laughs> looking, yes. We'll see. But I mean, one thing I will say is, you know, Deuce gets no help at all. And that I think that really, really takes a toll on him. I mean, my God, he, he plays like 38 minutes a game. <laughs> you just can't keep yeah. doing that. Uh, Biggs can't stay out of foul trouble. Cottrell's hurt now. That's going to hurt. Bridges, I thought, was ready, and it's just not looked ready. Uh, now he played better today. I don't even know. I didn't see it. I was at work. He and the Johnson kid. The Johnson kid was flying around. I think he needs to get some of the Cates minutes. The JUCO kid. I mean, he looked really, really good today I think on defense. He, I think he will. Hug said in his post game uh, that uh, the he plays hard, plays well. He's really fast. Really has good lateral speed. He just has to figure out, you know, how we do things. So I, I would love to I see think it's him coming. and Deuce on the court at the same time. Yeah, defensively, I think that might be the way to go. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Good. You guys, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, it's been real. We'll do it again soon. Get Bubba back and, uh, you know, see what's up. Go Mountaineers. All right, dude. Peace Let's out. Let's go. Later. Bye.